0: Hey guys, Morgan here, bringing you another episode of Joy and Hope. Today, we are going to talk about whether or not ignorance is really bliss. But first, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Totus tuus Maria, ego sum. I am totally yours, Mary. So, I think we've all probably heard the saying, ignorance is bliss. What does that mean? So, to be ignorant of something means to be unaware of something, to not know about something or other. So, to say that ignorance is bliss would mean it's so nice not to know things sometimes. Or, if I don't have to think about that, or if I don't know about that, I'm better off. And I think that it boils down to, just like everything else in life, it's a balance. So in scripture, Christ calls us to be in the world, but not of the world. I mean, obviously we live in the world, so it's good to know things that are going on. For example, the coronavirus. (laughs) That's a big deal right now. Is it as big of a deal as people are making it out to be? I'm not here to talk about that. I'm certainly not in the health industry and in a place to judge that. But it's all over the media. We've all heard about it. So even if it's not as bad as people are making it out to be, it's still a big deal. So probably not great to be ignorant about the coronavirus. Make sure you all are washing your hands. Um, But it's about whether or not being ignorant of all things maybe that are going on in the world. Is that good? Is that bad? I'm gonna say it's a balance. So the reason I actually thought to do this video was because several weeks back um, I was walking into work and this gentleman who is in um, the coffee house I work at quite a bit, he was kind of picking on me because I didn't know about something that was happening in the news. At the time, it might've been the coronavirus. I don't honestly remember what was going on, but he was kind of poking fun at me for not having known that it was a thing, that it was going on in the world. And I said something to him like, but why should I know that? Because I don't personally have a TV. I have a TV, but I don't have cable or anything to where I could watch the news or anything like that. I don't read the paper. I don't personally have any social media accounts. If I have social media, it is specifically for my ministry. So I'm not knocking social media. I'm not knocking newspapers. And I'm not knocking TV by any means. I just don't personally think I need those things to stay informed. Why? Because I have a lot of friends and loved ones who are informed on those fronts, who I trust will let me know if something like the coronavirus is happening, which... I I had people tell me that eventually, so now I know. Wash my hands. But he said something like, you should really be more informed. And I thought, hmm, does he have a point? Should I be more informed or should I not? And so I took that to prayer, and it's what I want to talk about today. So. Going back to the passage from scripture that I mentioned earlier. So Christ calls us to be in the world, but not of it. What does that mean? So we are all living in the world currently and our lives on earth lived according to the teachings of Christ. We're going to heaven, right? We are by our lives trying to attain that goal. And by the way, we live our lives. So even though Christ has put me in the world he doesn't want me to become worldly. What does that mean? So whenever we think of maybe people who are becoming obsessed with the world, maybe, I don't know, and maybe some of us are. I know I can be. So this is not me like, condemning certain people and being like, I'm perfect and I'm not worldly at all. I know I am. Um, but let's say like you have a friend who is just like so obsessed. So obsessed, not being a good thing, obsessed with sports. Like they are just constantly every day, like they cannot live without their sports streaming and they can't live without these updates and they can't live without these apps or whatever, notifying them constantly. What's the score? What's going on here? Who just got drafted? Whatever. And it takes away from God. Like, let's say that they won't go to church on Sunday, even in the evenings. Like, let's say they don't want to wake up early. Okay, evening Masses are a thing. You could go to Mass Saturday evening, or you could go Sunday evening in a lot of places. Let's say that you're going to skip out on Mass, but every Sunday without fail, when your sports program comes on, you're there. You're there. Whether it's in your living room or on your phone or whatever, like... You're going to show up for that game every Sunday, but you're never going to show up for God. That might, no, not might, that is living in the world and being of the world. However, you can love sports and appreciate them as God-given talents and just really, really enjoy them. I know several priests or friends who are seminarians or sisters who really like sports, some of whom are even in professional sports, the CFRs, the organization, the sisters that I wanted to join a few years ago, one of them, mm, shoot, I'm going to forget like what kind of sport she was in, but I really want to say she was in the, in the Olympics, and I think she was a skater of some sort. Don't quote me on that, but if you look up CFR vocations and find her, I don't remember her name because I never got to meet her, but I know that she love sports, so sports are a good thing. I'm not saying they're not, but maybe living in the world but not being of the world as far as sports could look like I, I show up at Mass every Sunday, but I also really enjoy watching the game with my family or my friends later in the day, which is a good thing because Sunday is a day of rest, and it's a special time to be with those we love, so to make time for God, but also to make time for our family and our friends and relationships, so that's, that's a really cool thing if your thing with your family is watching a sports game every Sunday. So example, okay? Another thing to consider um, is ignorance really bliss. It's not, yeah, it's not good to be totally unaware of things that are going on. For example, there are such things as cloistered nuns or cloistered monks. So they, their life vocation is to have forsaken, that might not be the right word, sorry, take that back. They are living in the world but not of it to the point where they are living in their cloister and they never leave. So they never leave the, the building and the ground surrounding their building for the rest of their life. That is their vocation. And their vocation is to pray and to do whatever else their particular order does. That is beautiful and extreme and certainly not something everyone's called to, but for those who are, it's beautiful. And they, they give up a lot of knowledge of the world. So I honestly don't really know how much knowledge they have. I don't know. I would think that maybe family or friends who visit them might talk to them about, who is the president or have you heard about the coronavirus going on or what have you to where they're not completely ignorant of the world, but they are certainly not going out seeking a daily news feed or something like that. Because again, they're trusting that the Lord will provide that information for them as necessary so that they can take precautions against things like the coronavirus. So your state of life is also really dependent on this because if you are a cloistered nun, You shouldn't be scrolling through newsfeed on your phone every day. You shouldn't have a phone, so there's that. However, let's say that you are a politician or a president. Okay, your state of life, living in the world and not of it, is gonna look really different than mine or Sister Coraline over here. Like, your your vocation involves being more informed of things going on in the world so that you can, by the Christian principles instilled in you through Christ and through the Holy Spirit, hopefully, um, you can make those decisions and you can use your position to advance the kingdom of God in your country, your state, your town, whatever level of government that you are on. So is ignorance really bliss? It can be. For example, I really enjoy not knowing about a lot of terrible things that go on in the world. Because whenever I turn on the news, there is so much violence and evil and anger that I don't need to expose myself to because it's just not worth it. And thanks be to God, those things are not taking place for the vast majority of the time. They're not taking place in my town in my state, or even in my country. So, why should I allow myself to perceive and take in that evil if it's not going to affect my everyday life? However, on the flip side, it can be really good if we are made aware, Not maybe not to go seeking those things. It's a judgment call whether or not to watch the news, I think, personally. But if you choose to watch the news, Um, or just be more involved in knowing things that are happening in the world, the good and the bad, then you have to take a certain responsibility for that as well. Because as Christians, we are called to pray for people. And we are called to act on a social justice principle. Meaning that we can't just sit idly watch the news, and do nothing. However, even if we're not always called to say something, we're always called to pray something. Meaning that even if we don't have to go do, as in say, like do something about it, like I can't always fly to where a huge tornado has hit and help out. But in that moment, I can certainly offer up a prayer for them, whether it's I'm watching the news or whether I'm just made aware of it by other people. If I hear about a natural disaster or I hear about something terrible that's happened in that moment, pray. I encourage you, pray for that situation, that person, those people, whatever's going on, pray that God will love them and bless them and comfort them and heal them and that his will will shall be done in that situation pray for them because even though it's not good to close ourselves off completely to the things going on around us or even the things going on in the world the last point I'd like to make is that above all else we're called to be present in the present to whatever God has placed before us. Maybe that is something happening across the world in the news that we're watching. But I would like to make a case for what's going on in your daily life, in your family, in your community, in your workplace, and how can you bring God's love to those people? Because the fact is, even if I'm loving someone halfway around the world by praying for them and praying that the coronavirus, um, for example, we had a priest yesterday visit for mass who's from Italy and his family is from North Northern Italy and is currently really being affected by this virus. And it's very sad. So I want to pray for him and I want to pray for his family. But if I'm doing that, And not praying for my own family and for especially the people in it that I know are struggling in a particular way or could just really use a call. Or if someone texts me, am I really going to be inattentive to their message? Even if it's something super random like, hey, you want to come over for dinner tonight? Just being really attentive to them in that moment because they are the one who God has placed before me right now. And the fact is that we're only able to make a difference in the present. So, I just really encourage you today, consider, yes, what's going on in the world and how God is calling you to act on that. So, whether that is praying for the people affected by the coronavirus or another natural disaster or something else you're made aware of, but also... Consider who he has placed before you in your own life, face to face, and how you're being called to love them. Are you called to be more patient with this one coworker who just really (laughs) frustrates you? Are you called to be more compassionate towards someone in your family who's Messages you you don't usually think twice about responding to, whether that's in a good or a bad way. Take the time to really think about places in your life where you've been ignorant and how that's not actually a blissful or good thing. And I promise that if you take even just a few moments when this video is over to think of. Three ways that maybe you failed to be attentive today, whether at work, whether at school, wherever it was. Consider three moments where you failed to be the person that God was calling you to be. And ask him to forgive you and then think about three ways you can make up for those things, whether it's talking to someone a little bit differently next time or simply sending up a prayer for them right now all for the greater glory of God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Until next time, guys. God bless. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast. We seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing joy and hope full time, bringing you the inspiring, creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.